1: On a mission to change the way consumers purchase glasses, GlassesUSA.com was created on one simple belief. Eyewear shouldn't break the bank. It's the smart way to buy glasses. GlassesUSA.com allows consumers to purchase eyewear from the convenience of their own home and offers a wide variety of high-quality frames and lenses at affordable prices and with no risk. And these aren't generic frames. These are brands like Ray-Ban, Oakley, Tom Ford, and Calvin Klein. So head on over to GlassesUSA.com, use promo code ALMIGHTY, that's promo code A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y, and get 55% off any pair of glasses at checkout. Again, GlassesUSA.com, promo code ALMIGHTY. to do bad things. problems you get
0: and jealousy and envy is, is something that comes with the territory man a lot of people it's just
1: negative energy like my said. what country are you from what what well, ain't no country i ever heard of they speak english and what what english mother
0: do you speak it man you've been doing all this dope producing you ain't had a chance to show them what time it is so what you want me to do Welcome to the Spurs Cast, the original San Antonio Spurs podcast.
1: Congratulations! You have arrived at episode 438 of the Spurs Cast, the original San Antonio Spurs podcast. Brought to you, of course, by ProjectSpurs.com. I am your host Ryan McCowan. With me, as always, is Jose. Jose, hello, sir. How are you today?
0: Tired, more tired than always, than usual. So
1: okay. that's it. No story. We usually get a good uh, story. Well, we no. To, I. We well, I mean, we talked about this.
0: We talked about this before you press the record button. I've uh, taken the ta- or the uh, what do you want to call it obligation, the opportunity to take That's some right. of our young kids here to to be part of a travel team. So I'm coaching two teams, doing the gym, doing my usual shtick. So uh, I'm I'm worn out. Like today I had to work, I had to hurry up uh, from the gym. I did back uh, back chest, legs and shoulders in like an hour. And then 45 minutes of cardio or 40 minutes of cardio, whatever it was. So I'm worn out, but I'm glad to be here. I miss doing this. So
1: that's like an hour and 15 minutes longer than I put in the gym. But I guess the results are there, right?
0: Uh, I still weigh 214. That's the difference between you and me. I still weigh 214. Uh, They've told me I look slimmer. I don't put uh, progress (laughs) pictures up.
1: Who's they? Just the gym. your fan base?
0: I got slapped in the butt today while I was doing cardio. What what was his name? Uh, you don't want to know his name. It was actually a guy. So I felt pretty, (laughs) I felt pretty, uh, you know, I mean, I was jamming to welcome to the jungle and then I just feel my rear getting slapped and it was, uh, I appreciated it. So, but I don't put progress pictures up. If anybody wants to see one, DM me. Uh, there's just a lot of people that, you know, don't, they just talk. So right. And plus I, I, I will take a special progress picture for each individual that asks me for one so if it leaks or there's people you know, talking about me, I know who it is and I will hunt you down.
1: <laughs> well, hey, help out uh, the NCAA brackets uh, I know to jump wow. into actual basketball. Oh, my God, man. Things are not looking bright for me on the, uh, in the Project Spurs uh, or Spurs Cast Yahoo bracket challenge. I mean we are getting crushed, you more than me.
0: But, but I'm yeah, I had Arizona. Team. Yeah. You know, the, the funny thing was that I got crap talked to saying, you know, don't put Oregon that far. Mm-hmm. I put the Ducks to be in the in the fine, in, in the championship game against Arizona. Uh I got crap for putting the Ducks that far. I got, you know, the okay for putting Arizona that far. And then it's lopsided. So I mean, Oregon's in the final four. Arizona choked. Um it, it was coaching that Arizona i'll yeah. blame it on the
1: coach. yeah no, and, and
0: you know that. what it was for for those nerd for those geeks like me that look at plays. they played a 131 one, and they did not put anybody in the corner you got to put a corner shooter mm-hmm. uh, i had one of my friends tell me but they don't they don't have shooters at that point it doesn't really matter you put somebody in the corner if it goes in great if it doesn't you got the size to offensive rebound uh, you know or just throw it in right when it goes to the corner have the guy have the big guy cut from the free throw line to the basket quick pass and probably an and one there uh but they just a uh, miller just i think uh miller choked so
1: there you go. maybe next
0: year i always say that with arizona so i'm used to it maybe next year well
1: you know the prize is we get one of these goons that signed up for that gets to come on the show if they showed so choose so we have to figure out what show to do that on maybe the playoff show maybe the playoff preview
0: yeah and remember people if you come on the show it's recorded so we're not going to let you drop f-bombs and whatever else y'all want to say, you know, so be, be, be <laughs> somebody's, somebody's watching
1: out for their political future. It sounds like, and that person would be you.
0: Yeah. Hey. No, I, I'm too busy doing all this stuff. So I'm probably not, my political future has kind of taken a step back because of this. So you've got
1: too much going on. Well, yeah. another team that has a lot going on. You like that segue? Uh, San Antonio 56 and 16 on the year. They're two and a half back for the number one seed with the Golden State Warriors, uh, they have pretty much solidified themselves as the number two seed overall, and then the thing that, that hasn't really been locked down is who they would play in the first round of the playoffs, and I, let me back up, I say that they're locked into the number two seed, there's ten games left, they're two and a half back from Golden State, they do play Golden State heads up, so that, you know, with the third game of their, of their season series, so maybe they could make up a game here or there, but two and a half games with ten games to go is, is a lot. And then Houston, who's the number three seed, uh, is eight games back of Golden State, uh, so five and a half back of, of San Antonio. So those are pretty much how the top three are going to be. When you look at the bottom of the playoff bracket, should the playoffs start today in the Western Conference, your 6, 7, and 8 are the Oklahoma City Thunder at 41 and 31. Uh, Memphis is 40 and 33. They're a game and a half back of Oklahoma City for the sixth seed. And then Portland is there at 35 and 38, 24 games back, five games back of, of, uh, of Memphis. So it's looking like it's going to be Memphis uh, and quite possibly Oklahoma City in the first round for the Spurs. Between those two, uh, who would you rather have as your first-round matchup?
0: Um, you said Memphis and Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. That's... I wasn't paying attention. I was, I was looking at the Spurs schedule. All right, man. Hey, um, thanks, thanks for participating I, I... in the show. That's really cool of you today. I would <laughs> – I would take, you know, there's people who would say take OKC just because they have one guy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that's the Spurs' weakest position, right. I would go with uh, Memphis just because uh, Conley is not as explosive as Westbrook. And, I, you know, it's usually the scrubs that, you know, sort of show up against the Spurs, and they got a lot of scrubs on that Oklahoma City team. So you do not know who's going to show up. I would take Memphis. Yeah, Vince Carter, have Vince Carter try to beat you in a seven game series. He's like 50, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's the oldest guy in the NBA, 40 years old. So I, I agree with you. Um, you you want Memphis. And I know the Spurs, I always talk about how the Spurs seem like they're always playing Memphis in the playoffs. And, and I say consistent to that. Uh, but I think you want Memphis for the reason that you pointed out. I mean, Russell Westbrook is way more of a dynamic player than Michael Conley is uh, And either case. The Spurs are going to have a lot of problems out of the point guard spot for um, for either one of those teams. That said, I'd much rather play the the team around you know their point guard, uh, and even if Marcus is on that team, they're not very deep. Oklahoma City is not deep at all, but Russell Westbrook is amazing. I mean, he's a you know obviously MVP uh, candidate. So if they had finalists, he would be one of those finalists. So I mean, he's having a fantastic year. Uh, I think he's five triple doubles away from the all time record. If that's true, I think I saw, I saw that somewhere. Maybe I'm uh, making that no, up.
0: Math is hard.
1: Yeah, the, the, but you you grader. said that
0: they you said they're locked into the two seed. You know they play Cleveland tonight. If they beat Cleveland, and if the Rockets can beat Golden State, then that would put them one uh, one and a half games behind, right? One then they games play the on. Play? Yeah, then they play on Wednesday head to head the Spurs and the Warriors. If the Spurs go on and beat them, that's Half, half a game behind. I think they can take that one seed. I, I really do. It, it's in the Spurs' hands, really. Because I don't see Golden State going ham these all these games without Durant. And even if Durant comes back, I think it's a very... Uh, dare I say, ballsy decision to bring him back with that kind of injury so early, mm-hmm. uh, you know, before the first round. So I, you I think don't the Spurs have, have a legit chance. Yeah, I, I think that have the Spurs have a legit chance to take that one seed. And, you know, if Kerr, if he goes back to that mindset where, you know, I rested all my players against San Antonio because I wanted them to be, to be fresh, if he... Tries to keep that one seed that that really makes that game where they sat against San Antonio meaningless to take away that uh that tiebreaker. So um, I, I I think Kerr sort of rests his players. I think this is in San Antonio's hands if they play uh determined throughout these games, especially the next two games.
1: Well, let's look at the games that they that they just finished playing, right? So, because we it's been a while since we recorded, but you know, last five games for the Spurs and we started on March 18th, they they had those Memphis Grizzlies and they posted a loss. Now the Spurs are four and one in their last five, so it's a great you know great result. But they did get that loss to Memphis, 96 to 104. Um, then the the game on the 19th, so back to back, they had the Kings and they won that game 108 uh, 18 to 102. Uh, so, they are showing some prowess at, at the back to back, and I think that's just experience. They had a couple of days off, and on the 21st, of course, they beat Minnesota 100 to 93. And then you go March 23rd, they go back and play those Grizzlies. It seems like they're playing the Grizzlies all the time now, right here at the end of the year. Uh, I guess they saved all their games through the end, but uh, they had another win 97 to 90. And then, of course, on Saturday, they beat the Knicks 106 to 98. So, the Spurs. In that, especially in that Knicks game, I think the Spurs still have something to prove, and I'm going to say it's it's closing out games and playing consistently throughout all four quarters. You know, in these past five games, I think you see evidence of that need. Do you kind of come away from those five games, and especially the Knicks game where they allowed them to come back into the game? Um, do you see that as a, as a problem that they have to solve, or no big deal?
0: Uh, I think they do have to solve that problem, but even though they've been giving up those runs, uh, I, I mean, uh, you, you went all the way back to the the Memphis loss. But you know, with uh, Sacramento, they you know it, they scored one eighteen, so that one hundred two, it's it's really, yeah, it, it's really nothing. You know, I, I see that really. If the Spurs scored one hundred, that'd be like ninety points. So I think that was good defense uh, against Minnesota. They held them under 95 points Memphis the second time around they held them at 90 the next they held them under 100 so I'm liking this defense uh I, I think that's really you know even though they let these teams come come back they've held they've the defense has stayed steady when it's counted to stop those runs so I'm encouraged by that if they could stop those runs entirely uh it'd be a better situation and they can rest those players uh the, the main core uh more but I'm liking the defense so I'm seeing positives in that
1: you know, and during that run, we saw somewhat of a reemergence of LaMarcus Aldridge, who we sort of picked on a bit. But, you know, he's second on this team in scoring average, second only to Kawhi Leonard, of course, 17.6 points a game uh, off seven field goals, and he's shooting 47% from the field. So a lot of that, though, is is his uh, sort of reemergence over the past five games. LaMarcus Aldridge, Aldridge's, that's kind of hard to say, uh, role on this team uh, I think it, it is going to have to be. He's playing good defense, but it's going to ha- have to be one of scoring. You know, do you think the Spurs can get it done with LaMarcus Aldridge putting in eight, uh, roughly 18 points a game, but doing it on on seven shots?
0: I think so. The the fact that he's only doing it, you know, around seven shots is impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the, you know, he, he's being effective. You know, he, he's uh, what's the uh, P E R? Efficient, he's being efficient. There you go, big words confuse me sometimes. Uh, so I, you know, I, I like that. You know, if what, what I would like to see is if he can take the burden off Kawhi, because a lot of those points, again, like we discussed, they come with Kawhi being the first option. If they can start the game with going to LaMarcus first and establishing him uh, consistently, then getting the ball to Kawhi and then mixing it up, uh, I'd like that. But the fact that he's contributing that much, I am okay with that. Because, again, Gasol is being very efficient also. Paul Garcia, I think it was Paul Garcia. I forgot who. Somebody wrote a, an article on Project Spurs. I'll look it up who. I just see the titles, you know, because, I mean, the pictures too. So That's matters. The highlights.
1: Yeah. The highlights. Yeah
0: uh you know they they wrote a somebody wrote an article about Gasol you know being the best shooter in the NBA after the All-Star break and it's you know those three point shots that he's being a very effective in. Mm-hmm. so um I, you know i i'm liking that really it's spreading around now now if role players like Jonathan Simmons can get going on you know with his shot and then driving in. Uh our favorite Kyle Anderson, if he can get a little bit more groove. Uh Tony Parker's been reemerging ever since, you know, uh you started burying him consistently on this show. Mm-hmm. I've had nothing but good things to say about him. Let's of just course. put it in there. Of course. Uh but you know, he's been showing up. Uh and Ginobili has been Ginobili, You know, what else can you say about him? So uh, you know, if they can get that extra player like like that Gasol that they've been having now, uh you know they're very dangerous. You know, and and again, it takes the burden off those guys. So you know, if if uh, if Gasol doesn't show up, then we have to depend on Aldridge to do more. Same thing with Ginobili. Same thing with Parker. So the fact that he's at eighteen, I think you said like seventeen, eighteen points per game. That's okay right now mm-hmm. if everybody else shows up.
1: Yeah, I'd agree, and, and I think people are showing up. And, and I mean, you're you're saying a very similar um, declaration, if you will. But these, you know, the Spurs. What I like about it, they've got five players that are averaging. Double digits in scoring. Of course, you you start with Kawhi and you sort of end there with Patty Mills, who's at nine point nine points. So I'm I'm giving him a little kicker there. But um, you, you you've got five guys. You got you got uh, Tony, Patty, Powell, LaMarcus, and Kawhi uh, all scoring in double digits. And I think that's a positive. I think only on you know Golden State will you see another team that's doing that. That's got that kind of a spread. Um, what I don't like is, is sort of the drop off. Once you get out outside of that, now I mean you get scoring that's going to carry your team, and everything needs to run through Kawhi and LaMarcus. But what I'd like to see, um, and and tell me if you if you disagree, but I'd like to see Tony Parker even get more aggressive and have some scoring coming out of the point guard spot. And what I'd love to see his his uh, uh, percentages to show that he's getting back to the rim, and that's going to have to be like a Tony Parker renaissance. But you know, short shots or, or short rebounds. And of course, that's the whole point about having guys like Kawhi Leonard and LaMarcus Aldridge um, to get those short rebounds and a lot of tip-ins. Remember, LaMarcus was getting a lot of points off tip-ins earlier. Uh, I'd like to see that continue and increase his, uh, his shooting percentage. So I don't know, what are, your, what are your thoughts about that? And do you think Tony Parker can kind of reemerge as a, as a guy who gets to the bucket?
0: I think he can, but before I forget, that article on Paul Gasol and his effectiveness is by Tom Petrini, friend of the show. So I just wanted to throw it out there. Uh, I, you know, the, the thing about Parker is he has to be more methodical. You know, he can't really drive to the basket all the time. I miss his little floater, that teardrop that he used to con- consistently have. Yep. He doesn't do that much. He, he doesn't do it that much anymore. Uh, I mean, you remember when he was a, a little bit younger, he, he that shot would open up. Shots against big men like Shaq because Shaq would have to come to the shot, you know? Uh, So when bigs don't expect that shot and he could just throw it up, they have to make a very you know Late decision Or a very quick decision You know Am I gonna Is he gonna throw the teardrop Or do I have to come out to him So again If he starts using that A little bit more It throws the big men o- uh, Off balance uh, But you know I think they need to be More methodical For him to get those shots He can't get those shots You know Just in a regular Pick and roll anymore I think they have to run him Off you know A few screens Off the ball uh, give, give him an elevator plays uh, Or a gator plays Sort of what they do With Steph Curry But I think they need to be More methodical in that So I think they really need Parker to show up, uh, because again, that's another weapon that throws uh, that, that takes the burden off Kawhi and Ald- and Aldridge. But I don't think it can be, you know, sort of turn back the the clock with Parker. I think they need to be more methodical with them.
1: Yeah, and you know, one of the other, I, I totally agree. One of the other stats that I that I really like about the Spurs, and I wish they would get to the line more, of course. But when they're at the line, um, you know, they're the best in, in the business here. I mean, they're shooting about eighty percent. Um, that's, that's incredible, right, from a free throw percentage. I think once you get, the, get into the playoffs and you can show a proficiency of getting into the bucket, getting into the line, uh, extending the game, right, if you need to get to that way, or pulling away, you can do that from the stripe. And the Spurs are doing that better than than anyone else, right? So uh, they've they've hovered, you know, they started out really strong and and they've had a bit of a decrease, but I think that's, you know, in in terms of percentage, you know, last, uh, or this month they're shooting 77.5%, in February they were at 80.2%, so there's a little bit of a decline, uh, but I think that's, you know, just working in new players and and messing around with uh, lineups, but... Uh, you know, straight straight down the, the line, I mean, you've got people that are shooting over 70%. I was really surprised to see Jonathan Simmons over that number. Um, and I'm really happy with, with what LaMarcus Aldridge is doing from the free throw line because, you know, those bigs, those are the guys that should be leading the way. But LaMarcus Aldridge is shooting 81.3%. Uh, what I thought was really surprising is Powell shoots 67% from the line. I just would have never thought that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, less opportunities, so... I mean, he doesn't. He he's not that main option where he posts up or you know he, they don't run the triangle around him where he's you know that guy anymore. So I mean, a Powell gets fouled, uh, I, I don't think he he's used to it. You know, sort of like Ginobili, uh, where you know he he's he's sort of. Got uncomfortable with not being the guy, or the guy not so much. Remember, this is the I think this is the first season where Powell has come off the bench. He's always been a starter uh, for most of his career. He's always been the first or second option. So this is a really new thing, and I think um, you know he's not used to it completely. Yeah. Uh, are that, you laughing at me? Is that what you're doing? Are you scoffing at well, me, sir? I that's that's my look for sure. Because I, I'm like, what
1: are you talking about? Because. You know, If he has less instances and he's a quality shooter, he's going to make that. I mean, dude, Joel Anthony shooting 100%, right? And he doesn't play. <laughs> so
0: No, but see, I, that's the difference. Joel Anthony is used to not playing. Paul Gasol is not used to coming off the bench or being that third, uh, fourth or fifth option. I think that's the difference. Because, I mean, you get cold. Do you remember in 06 when Michael Finley Burley signed with the Spurs? Uh, they had him come Burley off the Burley signed
1: with the Spurs. What does Burley mean?
0: Uh, you know, whatever. I I'm tired. Anyways, <laughs> but you know, when when he signed with the Spurs in '06, in '05 and '06, uh, they put they brought him off the bench. You know, he was not used to you know, you know, being cold all that that time. He's used to you know, starting the game, getting off hot, moving around. He's not used to sitting on the bench being cold. Uh, you know, without those touches. So I think Paul Gasol might be going through that. Uh, you know, he's shooting well uh, up beyond the arc, but I think there's gonna be some some things that suffer with him not being the guy. So. It's okay. It's a learning experience. He's going to be there next season. He said he's going to exercise the option. So,
1: that, which is a real positive for sure. Right? You know, and he's he's leading the team right now in rebounds. So you can't forget that. Uh, you know what I like about their rebounding game right now is you know they don't have one player. I mean, you'd like Lamarcus Aldridge to be a better rebounder. You'd like po You'd like to have somebody in double digits, in this 1st don't. But what they have is a lot of guys that are like at seven almost eight rebounds a game, Powell at seven point eight, Lamarcus at seven point four, and then Dwayne Denman sticking in, uh, uh, sneaking in there at six point four. They have a lot of guys that are rebounding. So this sort of you know rebound rebound by committee. And and that percentage really doesn't drop off when that second unit's in there. I mean not drop off significantly, um, which I which I really dig. And in the playoffs, as the Spurs ramp up, uh, those things are gonna get really important, right? Rebounding and free throws. And those are places where the Spurs um, have excelled. They're up into what could be a uh, finals preview tonight, uh, being Monday night. They're playing Cleveland. This is, as you mentioned before, this is a real opportunity to, one, beat a great team uh, out of the East, as well as try to gain some ground on, on Golden State. So, you know, Cleveland, I feel, is going to play their big three. We already know that Kyle Korber's not going to play. Uh, he'll be out of the game. What I'd like to see is um, San Antonio. I'd like to see there be some competitiveness, but I, uh, you know between Kawhi on LeBron. I don't know if we'll ever actually like get to see that uh, because Pop might be hiding him a little bit, uh, which is interesting. I've just seen that in the past. I, I feel like you need to have put Kawhi on LeBron just as a statement. Um, although they might they might try to, to hide him a bit, just knowing that Kyrie could blow up our point guards, the San Antonio's first point guards. Uh, play, so I'm really interested to to see that matchup. Um, I don't I don't necessarily want to see a whole lot of Danny Green on him, which is what they've done uh, periodically in the past. Um, so I'm really looking forward to to this game. I'm li- looking forward to see what adjustments uh, Cleveland actually makes on San Antonio. What, what do you think is going to happen tonight? Uh,
0: I have no idea. I'm because, you know, again, Paul Gasol's coming off the bench. Uh, you're not going to play DeJounte Murray like how he played last game. So I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea, you know, how the Cavs are going to play. But the Spurs are more balanced in this. The Cavs don't have a lot of, you know, rim protection as far as shot blockers. So, I, you know, don't be surprised if Jonathan Simmons has a big game. Uh, because if somebody like Richard Jefferson is guarding him, uh, e- even though he he could sag off in the paint and wait for him in the paint, he could easily elevate over him. So uh, I expect a big game from Jonathan Simmons. Uh, don't you know? Don't be surprised if Tony Parker you know has an off game because it's Kyrie right. uh, that he has to guard on the other end. Uh, but again, we'll see who has the best supporting cast here. And again, the Spurs are more balanced now off the bench with Powell and Manu and Patty, and that's something that really. They can that I think that lineup can neutralize the lineup that the uh the Cavs will have. So it'll be interesting, especially watch David Lee if David Lee can move around. Yeah, that'll give the 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 Cavs big men trouble because they're usually like to stand pat in the paint or you know play that that type of the defense. They're not used to you know chasing some guy around, you know, doing some random screens everywhere. So that that'll be interesting to see.
1: Well, and these are two really on the offensive side. Uh, these are two really. Good three-point shooting teams, uh, San Antonio being one of the best in the league. Uh, I think they're they're still number one. They're number one or number two. And I think Cleveland is two or three, uh, maybe maybe even as far as four, but no further than that in terms of uh, three-point percentage. They, I mean, there there is some serious firepower there. Do you think you're going to see a lot of uh, activity behind the arc, or you think it's you know San Antonio is going to try to work the game uh, down low?
0: Uh, I, I I think we'll see more jump shots, uh, because of that. Uh, the Cavs, again, the Cavs are, I think they're going to collapse in the paint. Uh, and they, even though they don't have the rim protection, it's going to open up a lot of shots for a lot of, uh, shooters like Danny Green, uh, and others. So, uh, and they might get back in transition because the Spurs are quicker in that respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kevin Love is a bigger guy, but he's not that quick. You know, he, he might not be as big as he was in Minnesota, but he's not that quick. So. I think you might be seeing a lot of transition from the Spurs, uh, a few open shots. But, uh, I, you know, I, I think this is a game where uh, Tyronn Lue is going to say, you know, we're going to have this game plan. He's, I don't think he'll try to adjust to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, this will be the this will be the game where he's going to say, okay, I want to see how the Spurs play. So if we meet in the finals, now I kind of know what to tweak or what to change. So I, I think they'll go in, you know, without trying to change much. And I think the Spurs are going to be adapting to whatever they do because I think they still want that one seed.
1: So as far as outcomes of the game, you have any predictions?
0: Uh, let the best man win. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I think the Spurs the will win game. this one. Uh, you know what? I think the Spurs will win this one because, uh, again, being so close to that one seed, they know that if uh, the Rockets do their job, I think it'll, you know, it'll really drive them to get that one seed. Because the Warriors, I, I don't think the Warriors can afford that second seed. So I think the Spurs are going to be pushing for that. Uh, you don't want that that seventh game over there in liberal California. You want it in conservative Texas.
1: So right. <laughs> Uh man, you're just walking those lines today. Uh, But let me ask you, like, so why don't you think that they can afford the the number two seed? You don't think Golden State's good enough to, to win on the road if it was a game seven? I think what's more important is that they get KD healthy, right?
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, you got to remember, one thing that's been killing him is the fact that they don't have Barbosa anymore. The fact that they don't have, you know, uh, who's the guy that went to Harrison, Harrison Barnes. Barnes. Yeah, they don't have those guys anymore. So they have really inexperienced guys. I think you can neutralize that because, again, you know, role players tend to play better at home. So, again, if you're going to depend on those four guys for one series uh, without home court game seven in San Antonio, I, you know, I I wouldn't put too much stock in that superstar lineup uh, because of the bench. So uh, this is really what happened, if you remember, with the '04 4 Lakers. You know, they really had to depend on those four guys. When when one of those guys went down – Slava Medvedinko couldn't carry that Carmelo load, right? So Derek Fisher couldn't, you know, sort of, uh, you know, come off the bench and, and try to get his usual uh, mojo that that he used to have. So uh, really, if the bench is depleted, I think that's too much burden on the starting lineup. Unless they do something, unless they balance it out with in current bench is one of those guys. I, I think they may have a chance, but other than the, other than that, I think the Warriors need home court.
1: Well, uh, the Spurs sort of have Murderer's Row coming up their next five games outside of this Cleveland game, right? So assuming that they get a victory, which would be great, uh, in the Cleveland game, their next five games go a little like this. March 29th, they play Golden State uh, to wrap up their season series. March 31st, they play Oklahoma City. April 2nd, they play Utah. Now, you know, we just learned that Gordon Haywood – uh, Hayward is, is, uh, is out. I don't know if he's going to be out as long as that game, but he, he was injured in their, in Utah's last game. Uh, April 4th, they play Memphis uh, yet again uh, before they get a reprieve on the 5th in a back-to-back. Couldn't ask for a better back-to-back because you go Memphis and then you get to go play the Lakers. So not, uh, not a bad situation at all. So uh, when we walk through those five games, that Golden State game, uh, you know, San Antonio has already won the this, this season series. They've gotten the two games, uh, and, and this would be the last. So they get the tiebreaker. But it's a pretty important game, especially if your theory holds true, and they really are trying to get that first seed, and it's within striking distance. Um, you know, th- that Golden State game could just be epic, that final game of the year. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? I, I assume they're they're similar to mine.
0: Uh, you said five games, right? Five and 0.
1: You think they go five and zero through that? So they'll take Golden State. They'll take Oklahoma City, which I feel good about that Oklahoma City game, just because of the reasons we've provided. Utah without Hayward, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, Memphis and, and LA, I think that they should be able to beat. It's at Golden State to lead it off. So you think that they're going to go five and zero, beat Golden State? Yes, sir. All right. And do you think that they could take over that number one seed at the end of those five games? Remember, Golden State's only got nine games left. So San Antonio still had they have 10 games so they still have that one extra opportunity to make up a game there.
0: I, I think they can overtake Golden State uh right after I mean and not after those 5 games I think before that. Uh if if again if the Rockets do their job and they beat Golden State, San Antonio wins uh wins the Ca- uh, against wins tonight against the Cavs. Uh you know, I I got my money on San Antonio because I think it's too much of a burden for Golden State to to try, to try to get momentum going, and that's only going to play into the Spurs' favor. If you have Golden State right now with only three of the four guys, especially when the main one of the main guys is out, uh, I think that's too many minutes at this point of the season to be carrying that that load for them. Uh, especially when Kerr, again, Kerr sat those guys down because he thought, you know, we, we don't we don't need, we're going to get the one seed. We don't need to worry about anything. I want to rest my guys. So uh, if he rested those guys back at that game. Uh, logic says he has to save those minutes up right now. If he wears, if he wears them out right now, then that game. I mean, it was just a way. So, uh, I got San Antonio getting the first seed. So Absolutely,
1: it, <laughs> lock it in. I was trying to. I, I was hoping you would just go on and on and on because I, was, I wanted to get their schedule up, and, and now I, now I finally got it. So, um, you know what? I'm feeling better about that because as I'm perusing this, so Tuesday. Um, they they of course have the Rockets. So March 28th they'll have the Rockets in Houston. Um, and it, you know, like you said, if the Rockets take care of the business, uh, you know, and they and they win that game, and that's a pretty good matchup, by the way. Statistically, at least, I mean, those two teams are just neck and neck. Field goal percentages are identical. Um, you know, uh, Golden State's number one overall in points per game. San Antonio's number two, but it's 115.9 points per game uh, for Golden State, and and Houston is 115.8. So it could not be closer. Of course, Golden State passes the ball uh, a little bit better, but rebounds are next to neck to neck. Uh, Golden State has a better uh, blocking defense, but uh, from a, a steals perspective, they're almost identical. So the, it's a tough game. So they go, Houston on the 28th, then we already talked about the San Antonio game on the 29th. Then those dudes take on Houston in Golden State, or in Oakland, right? So those three games are, are pretty rough. Uh, and then they have to play Washington, who's still vying for you know a, a top two seed um, in in the East. And then of course the, their fifth game is sort of a gimme, just like San Antonio's, where they th- these guys are going to play the Timberwolves. San Antonio's going to play the Lakers. So you know they have equally uh, tough games. Um, I don't
0: think that's a gimme game.
1: Didn't the Wolves beat the Warriors already? I have no idea. But I mean, it's, it's, come on. Like if the Golden no. State's into it, <laughs> they sh- they they should be able to win that game. You, you, okay, so you're putting money out there then,
0: on that. Uh, I am not a gambling man, sir. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, the. I mean, yeah, the Timberwolves beat them uh, March tenth, one hundred three to one hundred two. So absolutely, I think they could play spoiler on that. They have nothing to to lose. Well, so uh, they, they're for... missing Zach Levine, but I mean, if they all play motivated, uh, again, I would take the with that bench if you can. If you can have. Two of those main guys in Golden State try to beat you. Just them, just two out of the three, uh, and one of those three, uh, one of those two has to be Draymond. Have Draymond try to beat you uh, with maybe a Klay Thompson or Steph Curry. doesn't matter, and you you lock the other guy down. That bench is not good enough to carry you against the Timberwolves bench. I, I sincerely oh think God. that. So I would I would absolutely take the Timberwolves if they win. You, I want something from you, whatever. It may be. <laughs> okay, doesn't
1: we'll get, matter. We'll get you a Spurs cast koozie. How about that?
0: I get. Um, I'm going to get those free anyways. What are you talking no, about? That's true.
1: So, so out of that, out of their next five, I look at that and say, okay. Well, Golden State has a harder next five than San Antonio's. What do you think that they go uh, from Golden State's perspective in the next five? So they got remember Houston uh, yeah. away, San Antonio away. So both of those on the road in a back to back. By the way, San Antonio's getting Golden State on the second night of the back to back. Then they go two days off. They go over to uh, back to Oakland, and they have to play Houston, and then they have to play the Warriors, and then the Timberwolves at home.
0: One and four, dude, you're insane. With that one, <laughs> do we winning, even do the uh, against the Rockets at Oracle? The one home, no. yeah. I, I feel, I'm serious. Do you think I'm trolling? Yeah, I, I'm just
1: when you when you start placing bets on Minnesota to be, I, I just that seems crazy to me that you're saying that they could beat. They would you would rather have them beat or I don't know if you'd rather but you think that they could beat Houston at home but they can't beat Minnesota at home.
0: I I or no. they
1: won't. I know they can't. It's too
0: late in the season. I I think they'll come in thinking, you know, we can take these guys and Carlon Anthony Towns is just going to go ham. Cat is going to go ham. <laughs> Triple double. <laughs>
1: All right. Yep. I mean, could happen. Could happen. So I mean, if they if they do that, you, you're you're right. These next five games, because I mean, if the Spurs are going five and zero, and and I think that they've got other than that Golden State game, they have a pretty good shot at five. I mean, it, it could be five and zero, or it could be four to one, especially if if Utah not firing on all cylinders at that time. So so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with four and one, and then you think that these guys um, could go one and four. Of course, that's a complete role reversal there. And uh, you know, and then San Antonio would not just be. They, what would that make them? They would, San Antonio would switch places, and they'd be up by like a game and a half, two games. Yeah, no, no, yeah, two games because they play. Yeah, you're right, two games, or I'm right. Um, so total role reversal with only like what three games left to play? No, four yeah. games. Four games left for Golden State, and then five games left for San Antonio at the end of this. Interesting. Okay. Well, it remains to be seen. What else do you want to talk about today? Nothing. Or anything? What else do you have? Good stuff. You're well, the man. I just anticipate that you've got this whole show planned out. Uh,
0: no, I you you're you're the um the information guy. I just go off what you go off what you say. So
1: well, then then I'm gonna call it quits then. Uh, okay. I'm not a quitter. You're the quitter. <laughs> well, we'll pause till next time. That's it for this episode of the Spurs cast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Spurs cast. Catch up with Jose at JRG 1023. Me, I'm at Ryan MC underscore PS. Follow us or follow any of the Project Spurs folks at Project Spurs. Uh, make sure to go over to ProjectSpurs.com. We've, you know, cited a couple of those articles on this show today. Jose, thank you so much. You listeners, you are welcome.